Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. I'm so glad that you joined us this evening. I'm also very excited because I have a first-time guest on the show. It's a first-time guest that I've been admiring for a long time. I have a little story for him. I don't know that he's even going to know this is coming up, so a little surprise for him. (laughs) A little surprise for him this evening. But the other pea on the pod, my co-host this evening, is Joey from the So Wizard Podcast. What's up, brother? How are you? Hey, what's going on? It is great to be here. Finally. I know, finally, man. So what I was going to tell you, Joey, okay, is about five years ago, a little less than five years ago, about four and a half years ago, when I started the show and kind of started getting our name out there beyond like the typical RSS feed, I started doing other, you know, podcast apps and stuff and try to get our, you know, our, our broaden our reach, so to speak. And when I first started doing that and I got over on Stitcher, the, sh- the first show that I followed over there to like just kind of test Stitcher out and see if I liked that pod player was So Wizard. Okay. Huh. Now that's a good news the bad news is i don't like stitcher and i don't <laughs> use stitcher so now whenever Nobody i like stitcher <laughs> whenever i open stitcher so wizard is the only show i follow over there so you're you know you got a stitcher follower man so i, I thought that would be a fun story for you because you're one of the very first shows that i listened to back in the old days when i first started my own podcast so i'm very thrilled that that you're able to come on tonight finally man four and a half years later it's crazy well i'm, I'm glad you're our only stitcher follower thank you <laughs> I'm the one, right? <laughs> well, listen, man, you know, you're a first-time guest here on The Peas. We have a lot of regular listeners. I'm sure your name's been thrown around in our circle of, of podcasting friends. But for other patrons and listeners that might be tuning in that don't know, what is So Wizard all about? Tell them a little bit about your show, man, because I think it's a great program you got. Well, thank you very much. Uh, we are a really exciting, new, unique concept in podcasting. It's a uh, nerdy movie review podcast. <laughs> Uh, we uh, we have three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly. That's our little tagline. It's uh, me and my two co-hosts, Aubrey and Marcellus. Yeah. And we review genre movies every week and discuss the news that surrounds it. Yeah, you guys do a great show, man. I mean, I know you were you were uh, in jest there, but it's one of the good ones. It's it's good because it's not forced. It's it's really it's a really easy listen, and I love listening to So Wizard. I just I'm behind. I just listened to when you guys did your best of 2020, best and oh, worst, nice. of, best and worst of 2020. I'm trying to catch up on all my friends that did you know year end list, and I was able to just listen to yours yesterday. So you guys do a great show over there, man. Everybody, I'll have the information in the show notes for Joey and his team, but make sure you guys look them up and head over to So Wizard and check them out and like i said man thanks so much for finally uh showing up here on the peas brother it's it's very exciting why don't you tell everyone joey 
Now, remind me, did you pitch this topic to me, or was this among a list I gave you? This was among the list you gave me. I'm not right. good at coming up with uh, right. random topics like that. So right. It's your show, so I'm like, all right, you just pick one. I'll, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll, I'll make a list. It's fine. Well, you did pick this one out of the list I gave you, so why don't you tell everyone what we're counting down, and then maybe kind of tell them why you decided to go with this list. Well, we are doing the top five time travel movies and asterisks not including Back to the Future. We had That's to take right. that one out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had to take it out. It, it's too easy a number one. Um, and, and it just jumped out to me from the list you gave because, like I said, we're a genre uh, movie review podcast, and I wanted to kind of stick to something science fiction-y and exciting. Yeah. For myself, um, you'll know from listening to this list as we go, I'm not a professional movie reviewer, and I'm certainly not a connoisseur, so I don't yeah. expect anything highbrow on the list. Well, you like what you like, man. You know? Exactly. And I think from what I've heard over on So Wizard and just kind of what I think now, this is my perception, so I could be way off, but I think we might have one crossover. Um, there's a movie that's high up on my list I'm going to be talking about later, and I don't like to give away titles here up front, Joey, just so you know. No spoilers. No spoilers yet. <laughs> um, but when you were coming up with this list for time travel movies, now you mentioned one very important asterisk, which is we are not going to include Back to the Future. You know, I was joking with you in the Twitter chat. I feel like that is I mean, is that that's probably your number one, right? I mean, that's my number one easily. Oh, yeah. That would be yeah. number okay. one for, I think, anybody. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think you even mentioned over there in the chat, you're like, is there some dude that doesn't like that for some reason? Like, there's one guy that doesn't like Back to the Future. We I don't can know argue what... about the sequels till the cows come home, but yeah. the original movie is as close to a masterpiece as you can get, in my opinion, my humble opinion. Yeah, I, I agree, man. It's in my top 10 of all time. It would have easily been number one on this list mm-hmm. for me. So we, you know, I don't know how I'm going to put that on the episode graphic, but somehow I want people to know we're not going to be including Back to the Future. However, just so everyone knows, if we did me and Joey would both have Back to the Future on our list this evening? Just so everyone knows, that is the quintessential time travel movie. I feel like, right. regardless, so just think of our lists as, as starting with six and going yeah, right. to two, and then you can put <laughs> right. Back to the Future at number one. <laughs> right, right. Maybe I said, we should do. We should have done that. <laughs> now, the the other asterisk I wanted to mention is that. Now, this got a little bit of contention over on the Facebook page. I reach out for feedback for every show I do, which we'll cover at the end of the show in the suggestion box, Joey, as you know. But there's time travel movies, all right? And then there's time loop movies. Now, apparently, (laughs) these are considered two different things, all right? But for the purposes of this episode, because I don't think I'm ever going to do a top five time loop movies, we're going to include all of it. So you're okay with that too, right? Like I reached out to you and that's you're of the same mind there, correct? Yeah, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> so we're doing. So time loop, in quotes, is considered time travel for us, too, which I feel like it is. I mean, you might be going around to the same day or same year over and over again, but you're still traveling through time. Um, so aside from those two asterisks, now you pick this out of a list. I gave you maybe seven or eight different episodes that are on the old to-do list for the peas, and you picked out time travel movies. So when you were coming up with your research, was this easy for you? Like, did, did a bunch of these kind of jump to mind right away? Did you have to hit Google? Did you have to ask friends? Did you phone a friend? What were you doing over there to kind of come up with your list without no, giving away any titles? No, no, I, I literally had maybe two or three of the top five right off the top of my head. Wow. Okay. Then I went downstairs and looked at my DVDs and Blu-rays and kind of started formulating like honorable mentions and other movies and kind of moved around some of them on the list. But I, I had probably two or three of them just right away as soon as you said the top. Yeah, my top two, 
very similarly to you, my top two came to me immediately and they are my top two. So they remained my top two. Um, and then the rest is kind of a hodgepodge. I did have a little bit of trouble as I got towards the end of my list because I like to round out a top 10 here. So the last like two or three movies are good and I like them a lot. I just haven't seen them in a long, long time. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to have a lot of you know, conversation about them, but I do know that I that I love them. Now, when I was also morphing my list, I wanted to make sure that time travel or traveling through time was a very prominent piece of the kind of the plot narrative of the movie. So in other words, if time travel didn't exist in the storyline, the movie would not be what it is. It would not be as good as it is. So in other words, if you take out that time travel piece, then the whole movie is just falls apart. So I wanted to I want to mention that because there's a one that's pretty high on my list that's not I don't know that people would consider it a time travel movie, like if you had to put it in a in a genre. But I if you take the time travel out of that movie, the movie doesn't exist in my opinion. So we'll discuss that when we get there. But does yeah, that make I sense? Have, you make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I have some uh, honorable mentions that they're just the time travel isn't as important to the enjoyment of the movie. So they have time travel and I love these movies. But I didn't think they were time travel. You can't see me. I'm not a video. You can see me making air quotes. I do that too. Travel movies. <laughs> I was literally just doing that too. Yeah. And I'm like, you see what I mean, right? You're probably like, no, I don't <laughs> yes, see what you yes, mean. Yes, I do. Visually, um, I don't. <laughs> all right, man. So I'll tell you what, Joey, I'm excited, man. We're. I can't believe I haven't done this list yet either, by the way, because, you know, this has been on, I gave you that to-do list that I keep. It's like a running spreadsheet of my, for episodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this has been, I'm not even joking, on that to-do list for probably like three years. And I just haven't done it yet, which is surprising to me because I feel like this is pretty much, you know, like all the movie podcasts and all the, you know, geek podcasts have probably done this. They probably discussed time travel movies, but I'm way behind here. So I just haven't done it yet. I'm so excited that you're here to do it with me for the first time. So I tell you what, man, let's take a quick promo break, Joey. And I'm going to do that. And then when we come back, we're going to get into our top five time travel movies. So we will be back in about 60 seconds into the future. So hang tight. Hello, listeners. Did you know that there is a lot more content where this episode came from? As you may know, we are an independent podcast and we rely on donations in order to keep going. Over on our Patreon site, you will find several ways to stretch your dollar. I am currently producing six exclusive series that you can only get there. They include popular ones such as My First Time and 100 G-Tunes. You'll also get regular main top five episodes just like this one super early, often weeks in advance. For as little as $1, you can help the show continue. Just visit us over at patreon.com slash two peas on a pod, or you can check the show notes for this very episode. Now let's get back to the countdown. Welcome back, guys. As I said pre-break, we're going to do our top five time travel movies. Joey is here from So Wizard. First time guest of the show, man. Four and a half years as I followed you over on Stitcher and finally... <laughs> Fucking made your way over here. It's great. I'm so excited to have you. So why don't you There's get us started, man? What is your form? <laughs> I know. Why don't you get us started, man? What is your number five time travel film? Okay, so my number five is probably the more serious of any of the movies I picked for my list. Um, it's a movie that requires a graph and um, what do you call it? PowerPoint presentations to what? understand what's happening in the movie. This is from 2004. It is a extremely low budget sci fi movie called. Primer. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, good one, man. I didn't even think about this one for this list, but I, from what I remember about that movie, great film. Tell tell the people a little bit about it. Um, it, it like I said, super low budget movie. I think it had a budget of seven thousand dollars, and it's about these wow. two guys that work in an office, and they come up with an idea for a time machine, and then they make it, and it works. 
So then they start going back in time, using it to play the stock market and hijinks ensue. I don't want to spoil it because maybe some people haven't seen it, but things don't always go the way they're supposed to or you think they're going to. And uh, it really gets kind of wild at the end of the movie um, as things unfold for these guys in their time machine idea. One of them wants to keep going and get bigger and better and crazier. And the other one is like, this is crazy. We need to stop. It's not going mm-hmm. well. And it just kind of spirals out of control from there. It is a really, really good movie. And especially when you take the budget into consideration, like yeah. this is made on a sho- below a shoestring budget. And it's, it's great. And I say you need to have a PowerPoint presentation to understand the time travel in it. And that's true, but that doesn't take away from the enjoyment of the movie it actually builds right. on it and makes you like it more when you go online afterwards and like oh i get it now right well i feel like with the time travel concept in general when it comes to cinema and uh you know pop culture i mean obviously it doesn't exist right so all this is fiction the science fiction and, as far as you know yeah as far as i know yeah so i don't know i feel like you have to kind of take yourself out of that a little bit like i never let the semantics of it really bother me and i know that gets to a lot of people when when it comes to time travel i don't want to mention any other titles that might come up but even a movie like back to the future that we were talking about earlier i know people sometimes have a problem with uh you know the semantics of it i just i don't i just look at it as just fun make-believe so i don't really let that get to me i do remember this was a bit intricate which i kind of is kind of what you're saying Mm -hmm. but it was also just a crazy movie and i didn't know about the seven thousand. i mean i knew it was low budget but man, they really, uh, I mean, that's like Blair Witch type stuff there, you know, where they're making on shoestring like that. So that's great, man. So Primer is your number five. I need to revisit that one. I haven't seen it in quite a while. So my number five is a movie that I have seen very recently because it's a brand new movie. Uh, and I didn't expect to be putting it on a list this soon. It only came up, uh, came out about maybe six or seven months ago. It was one of my favorite movies of the year for 2020, but it's a movie called Palm Springs which is a Hulu original starring Mr. Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti, who I absolutely adore, despite the shit show that was How I Met Your Murder's finale. Are you a fan of Palm Springs? I have never seen it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, well, it was uh, my co-host, Mark Ellis. It was in his top movies of the year last year. Yeah, I heard He's that. meaning yeah. to watch it, but as I'm sure you've heard me discuss on our show, it, my schedule is very packed, so to find time to watch anything that's not what we're actually reviewing on the podcast yeah. within three days of recording, it's tough <laughs> right. to fit in, but it's on the short list. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I get it, man. I mean, you got J.K. Simmons in there as well as in a supporting role. It's a time loop movie, so being that you haven't seen it and that it's fairly recent, I don't want to you know spoil too much for anyone because I do feel like this should be sought out and watched by as many people as possible, but it's just a time loop movie, so Andy Samberg is in Palm Springs, and he He's a guest at this wedding. His girlfriend's sister is the one getting married. So he's there just kind of like as a plus one. And he gets stuck in this day, which is her wedding day. And he's just reliving it over and over and over again. And he ends up befriending Kristen Milioti, who is also at this wedding. And they kind of form this relationship. And then she gets stuck in the loop. And so she wants to get out, whereas he's just kind of like at peace with it. He's like, this is just me. Nothing matters now. I just lay in this pool all day and drink. And then I wake up and do it all over again tomorrow. So they're in two very different places from their mindset as to how they're reacting to the situation that they're in. And it becomes an adventure to see if they're going to actually be able to escape this time loop that they're in. You know, another thing I'll mention real quick, Joey, and then we can move on is what I also think I love so much about Palm Springs is that when this movie came out, which was in, I believe, June or July of this past year, was right when COVID was really hard on, on me personally. I mean, like there was, it was just tough, man. Like I, every day I thought was going to be the last day of my job. I thought my restaurant was going to shut down and we were just having a really tough time as I'm sure you were and a lot of people listening were. And this movie was just 
so feel good. Like you couldn't go to the theater. You still can't in a lot of cases. And you're sitting at home and you're like, you know, I can't go see new movies like I used to. I can't go to the theater. What What's happening here? You know, and then Hulu is like, all right, here's a brand new movie for you. It was at Sundance. It premiered at Sundance. Had a lot of buzz around it. We're just going to put it out. We're not going to be able to release it in theaters because of COVID. We don't want you guys to miss Palm Springs. Here it is. And it was a great movie that really came at the right time for me, I feel like. Uh, So I really hold it kind of close to my heart because of that as well. That's my number five. Palm Springs, I will hopefully get to watch at some point in the future, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe if I get a couple days off in a row. Yeah, yeah, I recommend it, man. I mean, uh, you know, we did our 2020 films. I want to say it was like my number seven, I think, of the year. It was in my top 10 of the year last year. And like I said, it came along at the right time. It's just a feel-good film. And it fits the brief, man, because they're just traveling back and forth through time over and over again in this one day. So I know it's a time loop, guys. All right. Patron David Powell has got his clipboard right now and he's banging his pen on it. I know, but we decided to include time loop. So Palm Springs is my number five. We're over to you. You had primer at five. What is your four, Joey? Okay. So my number four, now we're going to get more into uh, types of movies that I do like that aren't so serious. Uh, Number four comes from 2006. Some people like to say it is a movie that was able to predict the future when Mm -hmm. it was released. Um, A neutron box office bomb, but now a cult classic. Uh, 2006 Idiocracy from Mike Judd. I haven't seen this one. I know of it, what? but I haven't. I know of it. I haven't seen it. I know. Shame on me. That is uh, sad because this is uh, this is a hilarious <laughs> movie, and it, it's it it did horrible at the box office. I think it made less than a million dollars and got dumped on the DVD, where it kind of built on word of mouth. But basically, what happens is they take uh, this guy and they send him in an experiment. It's a time travel experiment. They're going to send him to the future, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they need to pick the most average person they can find because they don't want to, you know, send somebody too smart or too stupid they just want to make sure everything goes kosher so they send the most average person they can find um through machinations he accidentally sleeps for 500 years and when he wakes up uh humanity is completely stupid (laughs) and he ends up being the smartest man on the planet at at that time okay (laughs) yeah a little prophetic i guess huh right and they send along uh, maya rudolph with him as she's a prostitute uh, and the running joke with her is she immediately starts trying to apply her trade again and people are so dumb that they're she's able to get them to just pay without doing anything <laughs> nice <laughs> uh, it, yeah and in the it, it's just basically humanity is become extremely commercialized and, and stupid mm-hmm. uh the whole movie's conceit is that smart people stopped having more than one kid they had one or two kids but dumb people started having like 10 and 15 kids so eventually over 500 years dumb people just took over the planet <laughs> if, if you like office space which i'm sure yeah, you have and you i like, do yeah uh, Views and Butthead or King of the Hill, like Mike Judge's style of humor. It's right along those lines, and it's it's hilarious. Yeah, I need to check this out, man. This is one of those that's kind of just passed me by throughout the years. I do love Office Space, and I do love Mike Judge, you know, generally speaking. And I know of this movie, but I guess I'm part of the problem that nobody saw it when it came out. Uh, I just, I need to correct that. I will correct that. So You should. There yeah. was a lot of uh, conspiracy theories that... Fox dumped it on purpose because when they get to the future, a lot of the main brands that are still around are still here, but they're not exactly the same. So Starbucks gives out hand jobs <laughs> and things like that. So they got permission to use these brands and the brands were kind of like, well, wait a minute, what? Yeah, so they dumped it in like two theaters and we're like, bye, see you later. 
Oh, man. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, that's your number four. It's one that I need need to see, but I have not seen. Idiocracy is your number four. My number four is a kid's movie, man. Can you believe that? I absolutely love this movie. It is so charming. And I have a little bit of story of why, why I have such a love affair with this film. It came out in 2014. Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Have you ever seen this? I've never seen the movie. I've seen the cartoon back in yeah. the day. Not to age myself. Yeah, so it's obviously based on that. But there was a feature-length digital animated film that came out in 2014. And my son was born in 2012. So he was two years old when this came out. And we got it on Blu-ray shortly thereafter. So he was probably maybe... Th- three years old going on three and he literally watched it like you know how kids will get latch onto a movie and that's like all they want to watch for like two months so i'm well aware this was yeah so this was the movie that was on repeat in my house and my wife has a little dvd player in her car so he would watch it in the car on trips and like anytime we're at home he would just bring me the blu-ray peabody peabody (laughs) you know we had to play it for and and i'm just like so annoyed by it and then at some point I started kind of like watching it and kind of like paying attention to it. And it was really intriguing because much like they did on the cartoon, but what they do is they basically give kids a history lesson through this time travel concept. There's this um, time travel device called the Wayback. And Mr. Peabody, who's a dog, is a genius, the smartest mammal on earth or whatever. And he has invented time travel and he's invented the way back. And hijinks ensue when they start going back to all these different eras. And they're doing it initially. He's doing it initially to teach his son about these different historical figures. Like they meet Albert Einstein and they meet actually Mona Lisa that got painted and Da Vinci. You know, and they, they meet all these characters throughout history, George Washington. And Sherman wants to impress one of his female classmates and he starts using the way back for things that he should not be using it for. And it turns into an adventure and trying to get back to the right time continuum. It's just so charming and so endearing. And I really respected and was like drawn to how as an adult, I could see like, oh, okay, you know, this is going to teach kids about these figures that they otherwise would not be hearing about at, you know, five, six, seven years old, which I thought was really cool because my son would be asking me, you know, like, have you ever heard of this Einstein person? I'm like, yeah, of course I have. And, you know, he's heard of it because because of Peabody and Sherman, which I think is really cool. So it's got uh, some great voice casting in it too. Ty Burrell from Modern Family, Ariel Winter from Modern Family, Stephen Colbert, Stanley Tucci, uh, Lake Bell, who I adore, uh, is in this movie. Allison Janney has voice a voice role in this movie. So Mr. Peabody and Sherman is a kid's film. It's a family film, but I, I just love it, man. It's kind of a guilty pleasure thing for me where I watched it a hundred times when it came out on Blu-ray and, and it finally stuck with me. So did you watch the cartoon or you're just familiar with the cartoon? I used to watch the cartoon. And again, I swear to your listeners that have never listened to So Wizard that we're all young and hip <laughs> and we are now. We're what's happening now. But yeah, when I was a kid, uh, pre-cable days, like this used yeah. to be on. I, yeah. I grew up in the Northeast, so we used to get New York City channels and they would always play a lot of weird old cartoon reruns and, and Rocky and Bullwinkle slash Peabody and Sherman were always part of that block of programming I would see a lot of a lot of the time on TV. So yes, I have watched the cartoon, <laughs> not cool, just man. on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, cool man. Yeah, so I mean, it's basically just the film version of that, you know, based on that series or whatever. But uh, you know, if you like the series, I would say check it out, man. It's, you have kids, Joey? I didn't ask. Yes, you that. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're older now, so I have escaped. Oh, okay. <laughs> having to watch a lot of these terrible animated uh, films, right. but I, I commiserate you. with you as a parent that anytime a children's movie is not face meltingly awful, it's like a ten out of five. <laughs> <laughs> right, 
<laughs> right. I finally just started like watching it one day, and I was like, "Well, it's not too bad, actually." And, you know, right. and then I it started. Yeah, you know, caught it caught on with me as well. So you start justifying I, it to yourself. You're like, you know what? You know, <laughs> robots wasn't that bad of me. Come yeah, on. come on. Robin Williams was voice casting in that. He was fine. <laughs> Uh, all right, man. So you had Primer, Idiocracy. What do you got at number three, buddy? All right. So now we're going to start getting into more uh, well-known stuff. And, and these are kind of the movies that just fell right in as soon as you mentioned the topic. Um, number three is a movie that's near and dear to my heart. I did not get to see it in the movie theater, which makes me angry to this day because I remember the commercials for it. And I remember the magazine articles about it. Mm-hmm. Friends and I were so excited. It was in the theater for probably a weekend and then was gone. And that is nine. 1992's Army of Darkness, starring mm. Bruce Campbell, directed by Sam Reed. Yeah, man, it's in my honorable mentions. I love this movie. This is one of the ones I was mentioning at the top where I wanted to rewatch them before we recorded because I literally haven't seen this since like m- maybe late 90s. It's been like 20 years since I saw this movie. So I recently rewatched it with uh, my son. We watched Evil Dead 2 and this in the span of like weeks because he had never seen a horror before. So I'm like, wow. What okay. are we gonna watch? What are we gonna watch here? Um, hmm. I guess we'll put the audition uh, DVD down for a second. And we'll watch uh, something you might be able to handle. And uh, yeah, yeah we, so we did Evil Dead 2 and then we did Army of Dark. So I've seen it in the last couple uh, weeks and it, it's it's great. It still holds up. It's it's an acquired taste, I guess. Sure. The best way yeah. to say it. And and I love it. My wife hates it, so I'm not going to question her taste in things. But uh, you know, Bruce Campbell. It's iconic in the role of, of Ash. This was a movie where 99.9% of his great one-liners come from. Um, and it's goofy. It's not even really a horror movie. It, it's more of an adventure movie that is just goofy and like an homage to uh, stop motion like Jason the Argonauts. <laughs> <laughs> and Robin Hood and there's a lot of weird homages and, and stop motion animation and great practical effects in this and it's just a lot of fun it's a fun movie you can just sit down and laugh and watch this movie whether you're watching it on random basic cable with everything edited out or you're watching one of the 35 editions that got released on home video with different things added in and taken out uh, right. I, I love this movie I don't think it needs much description to the audience if you're listening to this but it, it's a great film it's always going to be in my top I don't know we'll see 30 of all time yeah sure no great film it's in my honorable mentions how did it go with the viewing with with your son did he dig it oh yeah he was all in on both of those uh movies so we watched alien uh, a couple weeks ago we doubled. you didn't um start with evil dead though no 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 <laughs> no. All right. No. Okay. And, how, and yeah. how old? How old is your kid? Uh, he's twelve. Okay. Well. All right. Well. Are you going to come I, I back? I think to... he could. Yeah, I think he can handle it. But you know yeah, what? Probably. Evil Dead One is a little rough, and, it, and it's a little mean spirited. And I wanted to be yeah. like, all right, your first horror movie. Let's let's go a little slow. Let's go a little. Slow. Yeah. These those are definitely different. They're more horror comedy and kind of like fun, you know. So I, I could see that. I, I see that. You think you'll come back to Evil Dead for him? I'm just curious. Probably not. Well, we're doing this thing. I'm only asking because my son's going on eight years old and we're towing that line with him a little bit. And he is so into it because of how into it I am. And I can't shelter him from it. I can't hide him from it even though I try just because he all the memorabilia I have and movies I have and the DVD cases and like my my history on YouTube I mean you know what I mean like he just sees all this shit that I don't intend for him to see and I'm like what can I kind of ease him into so we did Jaws this year mm-hmm. and that was his first official quote unquote horror movie even though that's you know some people say yes it is some people say it isn't but for a seven year old I feel like you know it's kind of horrific <laughs> have you shown a Monster Squad yet? we haven't done Monster Squad yet but I've thought about that one as well that's uh, the only two that would be in the horror genre that he's 
seen so far are Jaws and uh, Old School Creature from the Black Lagoon. So, well, there you go. You know, we're e- I'm easing him in a little bit, but I'm just curious because he keeps uh, telling me when I'm 12, I can watch this, right? I can watch this when I'm 12, right? And I keep going, yeah, man, when you're 12. But now I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I might have uh, put my foot in my mouth there. We'll see. Oh, Our I s- always was fine with uh, with violence. You know, we, we were watching uh, action movies like two or three years ago. We're going to see John Wick in the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> like a right. terrible right. Me and my yeah. 10-year-old son, like, two for John Wick, please. <laughs> yeah, and I need a booster. Yeah. That's right. Um, no, hey, man, I'm with you on that. I'm parent of the year over here myself, so I understand completely. All right, so we're talking about horror, so let's keep that train rolling. Everybody knows and everybody likes to make fun of me that I'm a self-proclaimed horror guy, but I am. And this is my uh, real horror entry on this list, I would say. Uh, some An argument can be made for another one coming up, but this is the horror comedy that I just fell in love with when I saw it. It's a pretty recent film, and it's a curveball for this list because nobody mentioned it online, and I, I don't know that anybody would really think about about the time travel aspect that's in this movie, but it's a movie called The Final Girls. Have you ever seen The Final Girls? Never seen it. You know of it or no? I, I've heard of it and I want to watch it, but again, it, oh, I know. it's tired, hard to find time. time. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it, man. So just real quick, I'll do the setup for you. The premise of the movie is it's in present day or in this present day, so 2015 when it came out. This girl has lost her mother and the main character, and she really wants to, you know, she just misses her basically. And her mother in her past life was an 80s like scream queen. So she was a like in a bunch of slasher movies and she was a B-list actress or whatever. So she gets transported back to one of her films in 1986 called Camp Bloodbath. And it's a movie that is modeled after the Friday the 13th films. There's a Jason-esque killer in it. I can't remember his name for some reason. Billy, but I can't remember. Yeah, I think it might be Billy, actually. And he's like Jason, basically. Even he even looks like him. Like, he has the same machete and everything. And a lot of the same tropes. So the time travel is her going back to 1986 to be in this movie. And she has to be the final girl and survive and defeat Billy in order to get out of the loop that she's in and go back to present day so her and a few of her friends get sucked into this film in 1986 and they have to basically survive and save their their friends from dying and they know the movie right because like a horror fan like worship these films and worship these franchises they know every beat of the film so they like know when each character is going to die and if they have sex then they're going to get killed in the next scene so they're trying to like kind of rewrite the movie as it's happening uh which is really interesting too and it's fun to see the different scenarios that they try to escape throughout the movie. And they're trying to basically re- rewrite this film as it's happening, which is really cool. And I won't give away the ending, but it's great, man. I mean, Malin Ackerman is, uh, plays her mother in the movie, so she has the role of like the screen queen from the 80s. And then uh, Tessa Farmiga, I think. I think it's Tessa Farmiga, is the younger sister of Vera Farmiga. She's the uh, main girl in it. Nina DeBrave is in it, who she's hot. I don't know if you know who Nina DeBrave is, but she's uh, not bad looking. No, nope, uh, I'll so be yeah. Googling it when we're done. <laughs> the Final Girls is a lot of fun, and it just really surprised me. And as a horror fan, it's cool because it's like a present-day horror movie that is using the tropes from the 80s in a very creative way as opposed to like regurgitating them because it's creating this like layer where it's like we're modern-day people, but we're in this you know, Camp Crystal Lake 80s setting, you know, which is kind of cool and kind of weird if you think about it. I I say look up the Final Girls. Anybody that's a horror fan, you know, it's underseen in my opinion. So seek it out and 
give it a go. I want to say I watched it on, I just rewatched it recently. I want to say it was on Showtime, I think. And that was just this month in January. or Yeah, it was in January that I watched it on Showtime. So if anybody wants to look it up and check it out, The Final Girls is my number three. Curveball awesome. pick, man. Awesome. I always forget about that movie. And then someone will be like, on Facebook, will post like, watching Final Girls. And I'm like, oh, man, like, I wanted to see that. And then I completely forget about it for another like six months. <laughs> Maybe no, now like you will be the for me to go and, and sit down and watch. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. Any 80s horror fan is just going to eat it up. So if you're a fan of 80s cinema, and really, and I'm not even kidding, like it literally copies Friday the 13th because that's part of the joke, you know? So it's it's modeling itself after that. It's uh, Camp Bloodbath, <laughs> okay, oh. is the film. So yeah, as the fictional film that's taking place in the movie. So the final girl is my number three. We're up to our runner ups, Joey. I'm excited, man. We got a great list going so far. What's your number two time travel flip? All right. So this is a movie I saw in the movie theater uh, when I was a kid. And I don't know, was I a kid? Oh, I'm almost a teen, I guess. Again, we're yeah. aging ourselves here. Uh, a movie my father said was the worst movie he's ever seen in his entire life. Mm. Uh, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure from 1989. Number Hell. another song. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, I was almost certain that you were going to mention this one. So it's in my, it's my number six. It's right <laughs> outside. It's right outside my top five. Um, Yeah, I love this movie. I, I got to show it to my kids uh, a couple years ago when I convinced my daughter to watch it. Now it's one of favorites. And I got my son to watch it and he was like, that was interesting but confusing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's great. And it's uh, basically, I mean, another movie, do we really need to describe what happens in the movie? Nah, I don't think nah. you've seen it. Or, or if you haven't seen it by now, I don't know what's going on. But it's hilarious. It's well done. Another movie that was low budget and kind of a mess when they were making it, but somehow came out to be an absolute classic. Uh, I consider this a super classic movie to me. I, sure. I think it's great. It's funny. And it's timeless. I, I feel it's timeless. Timeless. You know, I can show it to my kids who are, you know, now they're a little older, but, you know, they were like 15 and 11 at the time. Right. And they completely understood and bought right in. I mean, some of the references a little dated, um, especially as you move forward in the series, because I think like metal and rock is not as popular with young kids as it was back in the day. So <laughs> be hip hop more now. right? Yeah, sadly, sadly, uh, it's not. But, you know, some of those references are a little lost, but I still think this is a great movie. I think it's yeah, and it's also kind of like what I was saying earlier too about Peabody. It's kind of a history lesson in a way too, mm-hmm. which is cool. It's built in there kind of as a ruse, but it kind of inadvertently teaches kids that are watching it or teenagers that might be watching it about some historical figures that they might not otherwise care about, which they'll remember from seeing in the movie. I mean, I know I do. You know, I was young when I saw this film. Younger. <laughs> who doesn't still call Socrates Socrates to this Socrates. Day? Absolutely. Socrates. Yeah, man, it's a great pick. It's right outside my top five. I was almost positive you would mention it, so I'm glad you did because it didn't crack my top five, and I love that movie. My number two, my runner-up is a divisive pick, man. I'm actually kind of here on the edge of my seat waiting to see where you fall on it because this is one of those movies that is definitely in the bucket of 50% of the people love it and 50% of the people hate it. There's rarely like a down the middle like it was okay. It's You're scaring like, me right now. All right, but it is Donnie Darko is my runner-up. How do you feel? I love that movie. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see where you were at before I started giving my love fest on uh, Darty Darko. At least you didn't say the sequel. Yeah, I know. God, no. Richard Kelly's 2001 film, uh, kind of like what you said with Bill and Ted, there's not a whole lot that I can say about this movie that it hasn't been said. I mean, this is a mind fuck of a film. It's definitely confusing uh, on a first watch. 
And some people might say on a second, third, and maybe 10th watch. But there's a lot of time travel components built into the film. They literally talk about it. One of his professors gives him a book on it and tells, talks to him about wormholes. Uh, we actually see the manifestation of an actual wormhole in this movie um, and how the time is kind of looped back on itself from the bunny that he sees in the opening to the the guy in the bunny costume on Halloween at the end of the movie and how Hall's character kind of tries to be uh, the martyr and kind of fix all of that to save his friend's life and, you know, basically just save the world that's kind of been fucked up because of this weird uh, time continuum shift. So it's a very, like dark film it's also very confusing i would say to the naked eye to like a general audience and i mean i was confused the first time i say it i'll willingly tell you that but this was also one of those movies that made me want to go back and figure out what i missed and like it was one of the very first movies i can remember doing that where like i bought the blu-ray and i watched it however many times i had to to kind of get it you know and then once youtube came along and people started like breaking down movies i watched a few of those and i'm like okay all right and you start watching fan theories i mean it's one of those types of movies you know where it's kind of layered like that and there's a lot going on in it uh great cast you know uh, rest in peace patrick swayze is this movie gyllenhaal got to be in the film with his sister maggie which i think is really cool i love both of them uh, i was a young jake gyllenhaal too one of his better performances which is crazy because he was so young uh donnie darko is it for me i was i was battling between this and what ended up being my number one because they're definitely my two favorites and they came to mind right away but you said you're a fan of this one too yeah yeah um this is a weird movie because it's gonna be hard for some people some people that uh, are listening to understand the way that it kind of s- snowballed as like a cult classic it was just a movie that randomly for me at least it just randomly came out on dvd like mm-hmm. i don't remember much fanfare about this or anything it just started to get a really low buzz online in some places and at the time online there weren't a lot of places like there are now that you know if the internet in 2000 is much different than the internet in 2020 so oh, sure you yeah know, you might have seen a review on enoch cool news and they told you like this is a cool movie to check out uh, there right. wasn't like a lot of social media or any of that kind of stuff so uh it's i just bought it sight unseen uh, on blu-ray because it was a new science fiction movie that i hadn't seen and it just was one of those things where you'd be like hey people give you the dvd like borrow this watch this movie watch this movie watch this movie and that's how the buzz kind of built and and it's just awesome i like like it to this day it's it's funny that the director's cut actually makes the movie worse Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) so if you can don't watch the director's cut and i don't think the director's made anything since that's even worth talking about this movie's almost like a mistake right 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 a happy mistake but a mistake yeah no i mean i love it i you know it's one of those movies i see split down the middle all the time and people hate on it and i'm just like sitting over in the corner like nope i love it i watch it frequently and i've revisited it many times you know this is one of the movies that i've seen multiple times because of my desire to kind of figure it out in the early 2000s (laughs) do you know what i mean like i watched it with my sister probably 10 times on blu-ray and I think I got it now, but it's just such a layered film, and I really enjoy it. And it's uh, one of the better time travel movies that I could that I could think of, and it came to mind right away. So it's my runner-up, and we are up to our number ones, Joey. I you haven't said the one movie that I thought we would cross over on, with the exception of Bill and Ted. So I don't I don't know, man. I'm let's let's see. Let's see. What do you got at number one, buddy? All right. So number one is the arguably greatest action film of all time. Mm-hmm. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. There it is. So we did. This is my number one as well. 
All right. So there we go. I was Perfect. wondering, man. You had me nervous. You had me on edge the whole episode. I went back and forth with this one. I had it in honorable mentions and I put it back in the list. Like it was number one right off the bat. Like this is, again, I said these three movies I knew within seconds of you dropping the topic that these were going to be in the list. But then I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, there's not a ton of time travel in it. And a lot of the enjoyment comes from the action in the movie and not the time travel. But let's be real. This movie is a masterpiece and mm-hmm. time travel is the conceit that rolls the entire plot along so right. fuck it uh terminator 2 is the best time travel movie of all time Let's get right i mean i agree with you and i think you can you know we can't have that loophole no pun intended where because without this is what i was talking about at the top where it might be contentious to be and i am in air quotes a time travel movie because it's an action movie it's an adventure movie but it's a sci-fi film but the time travel if it's not there what is the movie exactly. <laughs> do you know what i mean like they're coming back and forth through time, I mean, from the future. John and, Connor is friend with a mullet at the arcade for two hours. Yeah, and I mean, it's through the series, too. I mean, it's not just this film. I mean, the entire Terminator series hinges on, you know, the ability of time travel. So I felt like it fit the brief. It's also my number one, man. I mean, it was easy, easy. It was a flip a coin bet- between this one and Donnie Darko, just because I love that film so much, too. But yeah, this is uh, got to be one of the better sequels of all time. Definitely one of, if not the best action movie of all time. Um, you know, from an Arnold perspective, it's probably my favorite Arnold movie. Maybe True Lies, because I'm a big fan of True Lies as well. What do you think for Arnold? I would put this as, as number one Arnold, but yeah, yeah, Total Recall is very close. Uh, Total Recall, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. So I'm with you, brother. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. You know, I did a full retrospective of that movie on our Patreon last year. I'm in love with it. Any regular listeners of the show probably knew that it was going to be mentioned on my side of the table here this evening. So that's my number one, too, Joey. So there we go. I, I was. This is the movie I thought we'd cross over on. So I'm glad to hear that uh, you threw it onto your list as well. Why don't you round out your top five, man? Just remind everybody what you had in your five. All right. Well, I had at number five, Primer. Uh, number four, Idiocracy. Number three was uh, Army of Darkness. Number two, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And number one, Terminator 2, colon, Judge. Damn right. My number five was Palm Springs. My number four was Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Uh, there you go, guys. My number three was The Final Girls. Number two was Donnie Darko, and my number one was T2, Judgment Day, matching up with Joey there. All right, man, so we're going to head over to social media here in just a minute, Joey, and see what the fans had to say in the old suggestion box. But before we do that, I'd like to give five honorable mentions, and I asked you to bring some as well. So what honorables do you have over there, buddy? Okay, um, honorable mentions were a little different because once you introduced Time Loop, uh, I was like, okay, well, there's some other movies I want to put in, but I don't know if I want to take ones I already have on the list out. So my honorable mentions, uh, Groundhog Day Mm -hmm. probably should be in the top five on this list if we're including Time Loops. It's the best Time Loop movie of all time. It's probably one of the best movies of all time. Uh, So Groundhog Day. Another Loop movie was uh, Jake Gyllenhaal again in Source Code. Yeah, good one. I had uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is Time Cop. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. As well as Flight of the Navigator and Avengers Endgame. There's Endgame. I was wondering if that was going to come up. Yeah, I, I thought about it. I prefer Infinity War. I thought about it. Um, it probably would have been in my like top 15 or so. But yeah, I was wondering if Endgame was going to get a mention. All right, so my honorable mentions. My number six would have been Happy Death Day. It's basically my horror love coming back out there, but it's basically Groundhog Day as a horror movie. So I love that movie. That's a great movie. My number seven would have... Yeah, yeah. My number seven would have been Woody Allen's Midnight in Paris. You ever seen that one? No, I hate Woody Allen. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of his, but I love that movie. It's very charming. Rachel McAdams. I'll never forgive him for... uh, Yeah, I'll never forgive him for Annie Hall beating Star Wars at the Oscars, so... (laughs) 
Oh, that's and that whole marrying your uh, daughter type thing too. Yeah, that thing didn't go well either. My um, number eight, you already my <laughs> number eight, you already mentioned would have been Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. My number nine, you also mentioned, which would have been Army of Darkness. And my number ten is a movie called Twelve Monkeys by Terry Gilliam with Mr. Brad Pitt and Bruce Willis. All right, so that's our honorable mentions. Now to wrap up the episode, Joey, I'd like to head over to Facebook and open up the old suggestion box over on the Facebook fan page. If you're into that, let's see what the fans had to say over there, brother. Alrighty. So I said, aside from Back to the Future, what are some of your favorite time travel movies? All right, you ready, man? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Mario's uh, patron in front of the show said, Time Bandits, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and Time Cop. There you go. Yes. Little, little JCVD. Yeah, man, yeah. Uh, Imran's got your back on Primer. Imran from Jock and Nerd says, Primer, Time Crimes, Predestination, 12 Monkeys, Edge of Tomorrow. That's a good one we didn't think of. Yeah. I, I didn't think about that one. I'm a fan of that one, though. Donnie Darko and, of course, Terminator. Uh, Paul Chomo from The Varmints wants to know if Groundhog Day counts. And I told him that's technically a time loop movie, but those are going to count for me, so it counts. (laughs) And then there was a lot of contention over time loop and time travel. But what are you going to do, man? Uh, David Powell, uh, we mentioned him earlier, so he's a patron and friend of the show. He says that Back to the Future would not be on his list, but here is his list. I know what? But he says, True Crimes, Predestination, The Infinite Man, Synchronic, which I've never heard of, Looper, and The Butterfly Effect. Butterfly Effect over... All right. We love it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, David. Uh, He's doing his thing over there. What about Looper? We didn't mention Looper. That's a popular one. You a fan of that one? I remember seeing it once, and I liked it, but I don't know. It just didn't stick out compared to, like, I'm Cop. (laughs) Right, right. Chris Yaney, patron and friend of the show, says, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Oof. And he also says Hot Tub Time Machine and Time Bandits. Yeah, you know, I thought Hot Tub Time Machine might get some love tonight. Um, I, it was close. It was close. That's a great movie. Yeah, it's oh, a good All one. right, it's a good movie. Let's just say it's great. That's his. <laughs> Travis Crawford's a friend of the show. We mentioned most of his, but the only one we didn't mention that he's got on here is a movie called Frequency. I think that's Kevin Bacon, um, I think. Unless, I, unless I'm thinking of something uh, else. Somebody, I can't remember the actor talking to their parents through their ham radio. Their right. dad or something. I don't know. I, that's it. I want to say, I, yeah, that's it. I want to say Kevin Bacon, but I, co- I could also be wrong. I could be rem- remembering that wrong. Joey Austin, a new patron to the show, says The Philadelphia Experiment, mm. which I have not seen. Jared Taylor says Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home, Star Trek First Contact, Army of Darkness, Peggy Sue Got Married. That's good. That's good. Terminator, X-Men, Days of Future Past, and Flight of the Navigator. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Drew Hallam, patron and friend of the show, says DC's best animated film is the Flashpoint Paradox. So there you go. I haven't seen that one. I, I read he the also comic, said, but I never watched, the, never watched the movie. Yeah, yeah. He also says Meet the Robinsons and Army of Darkness. Let's see. Aaron Tucker says Star Wars, or I'm sorry, Star Trek Four. It is the worst Star Trek movie ever. Yes. <laughs> All right, so, well. so it's every Star Trek movie ever. <laughs> Michelle, I uh, love her patron of the show, says Bill and Ted, Time Bandits, and Frequency. And Daniel from the movie Journey, Hendo, says if he can't say Back to the Future, then he's going to go with Back to the Future 2. Were well, you tempted to do the sequels or no? No, I, I took uh, I took it to mean that we couldn't use the sequels. And I got to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of Part 2. So. All right. I do love yeah, Part 3, I can. S- Part three is good too. Yeah, I, I considered throwing two in my top ten, but uh, it, it ended up falling just below that. It's probably like twelve or thirteen. And Julio says it's a no-brainer that it's Avengers Endgame as his pick. 
T- Tony from Jock and Nerd says Terminator 1 and 2, and then David says you're half right. <laughs> so there you go. Amanda says About Time, which is an underrated gem. That's a romantic comedy that I have not seen, but I heard it's really good. It's got Rachel McAdams in it, I think. And she, he, he said that, and he said the, the, the magic words romantic comedy. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not your thing, right? What about Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban? Um, so, I mean, I guess there's a little bit of time travel going on there. That one scene, really. Let me uh, preface this by something we always like to say on our show. The uh, views of one person on So Wizard do not reflect views of all members of So Wizard, <laughs> their uh, sponsors, or, or whatever right. else goes along with that. But I hate Harry Potter. Wow. Okay. I just watched them all for the first time. <laughs> um, over on my Patreon, we do this fun thing where I watch a series for the first time and somebody kind of like makes me watch it and then we talk about it. So I just did all of them. I just like a few months ago, I finished the whole series. I thought it was okay. I mean, I think I came to it too late to like be in love with it like a lot of people are, but it was enjoyable, you know, so, but I get it. And then I will end on this because there's some fun ones in here. So Dan Roski, top tier patron of the show says Slaughterhouse Five. <laughs> there you go, brother. Slaughterhouse Five. Thank you so much for that, Dan. He also says Free Jack, Bill and Ted, Peggy Sue got married, and Time Rider, which I don't, I'm not familiar with Time Rider. Free Jack? Woo! Free Jack. Free Jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So there you go. Those are our, our favorite time travel movies with Joey from So Wizard. Joey, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Why don't you tell everybody real quick? I'll put it in the show notes, but just let them know where they can find you guys. Uh, pretty simple stuff. Uh, SoWizardPodcast.com as the podcast every week. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, everywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We are a weekly show. We have not missed a week in six and a half years. So there's always going to be some crazy movie that we're reviewing you'll want to check out. Also have a YouTube channel, which is if you go to YouTube and search So Was Your Podcast, uh, it's supplemental to the podcast, so you'll find interviews, unboxings, trailer reactions, movie reviews, deep dives, all stuff on there as well. So check that out. Yeah, man, you know I will. You know I do. So I'm so glad you finally made it onto the peas, brother. And uh, if you ever need me for So Wizard, just let me know and I'll I'll hop on for you. Oh, uh, we we will put you on the list. Absolutely, man. All right, guys, we will be back next week. We will have another P and another top five. See you then.